Hey guys, Darren Watts here. Uh, before we get into this podcast, I just want to throw a disclaimer out there for everybody that's listening. Firstly, I appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to me. But if anybody is listening to this podcast for the sake of advice, well, for the sake of actually trying to solicit advice from a professional, professional, then I'm not your guy. I would recommend that you listen to another podcast that has just that, a professional mental health personnel, psychologist, and all of them. But if you're listening to me just to hear my story, hear other people's story, and just solicited uh, some knowledge or some educational stuff from what I read, then this is the podcast for you to listen to. But other than that, thank you for listening, and enjoy this podcast. to another edition of Breaking Mother Hope with Daryl. I am Daryl. So today we're going to be looking at stats of 2019 of adult mental health. So um, I'll have that for you and other things that uh, I'm going to discuss I'll have that for you also. So stay tuned. I'll have it here for you in a hot second. look at uh, adult mental health stats from 2019 yesterday we looked at uh, 2018 so um, let's go ahead and look at uh, 2019 uh, adult prevalence of mental illness uh, adults with uh, AMI which also you could say uh, any mental illness 18.07% um, of adults are experiencing a mental health illness, uh, equivalent to over 44 million Americans. Uh, 4.13% are experiencing a severe mental illness. Uh, adult with uh, substance use disorder in the past year. 7.93% of adults in America reported having a substance use disorder in the past year. 
2.76% of adults in America reported having an illicit drug use disorder in the past year. And 6.09% of adults in America reported having an alcohol use disorder in the past year. Uh, adults with serious thoughts of suicide. Uh, the percentage of adults reporting serious thoughts of suicide is 4.04%. The estimated number of adults with serious suicidal thoughts is over 9.8 million, an increase of 200,000 people from last year's data set. Big increase. A big increase in suicide. Man. I'm going to tell y'all. Even with... Um, even with, oh my goodness, with all the other AMIs, it seems like that the numbers can get worse. Worse and worse beyond reasonable doubt. And, you know, we're sitting here twirling our thumbs. There's really nothing that, you know, we can do about it. The only thing that, you know, that's been happening, I'm pretty sure tired people are tired of doing this fight. You know, but we need those people that, you know, that are fighting. We need y'all to still continue to fight. It could get tiring. It could be depressing. It can get all of the above. Yes, I totally get it. It could get to that point. But we really need to stand together, band together. When it comes to all of these AMIs, thoughts of suicide, and drug problems, that, um, you know, it could, you know, make America a little bit of a better place. Aside from all the mass shooting, gun violence, and stuff like that, that literally nothing's being done about it except. Making it worse by signing into bills, all these other bullshit laws that's not really helping in this in particular case. So, we need to actually be better about a lot of these things. Um, adult access to care. Adults with AMI who did not receive treatment. 56.4% uh, of adults with mental uh, illness received no treatment. Over 24 million individuals experiencing a mental health illness are going untreated. Adults with AMI reporting unmet need. One out of the five, which is 20.6% uh, adults with a mental illness reported that were not able to receive the treatment they needed. This number has not declined since 2011. Individuals seeking treatment but still not receiving needed services face the same barriers that contribute to the numbers of individuals not receiving treatment. Um... Number one, no insurance or limited coverage of services. Two, shortfall of psychiatrists, no, I'm sorry, shortfall in psychiatrists, and an overall undersized mental health workforce. Three, lack of available treatment types, inpatient treatment, individual therapy, and test community, community services. Four, disconnect between primary care systems and behavioral health systems. And five, insufficient finances to cover costs, including co-pays, uncovered treatment types, or when providers do not take insurance. 
adults with AMI who are uninsured. 12.2%, which is over 5.3 million of, of adults with a mental illness, remain uninsured. Under the Affordable Care Act, the U.S. continues to see a decline in Americans who are uninsured. There was a 2.5% reduction from last year's data set. 46 states saw a reduction in adults with AMI who are uninsured. The largest reductions were seen in South Carolina, which is 7.1%, Missouri, 6.3%, Arkansas, 6.7%, and Arizona, 5.6%. Adults with disability who could not see a doctor due to cost. 21.62% of adults with a disability were not able to see a doctor due to cost. According to the U.S. Uh, Census Bureau uh, 2010, 56.7 million individuals had a level of dis disability, which more than half reporting that their disability was severe. Of adults 15 to 64 who were uninsured, 21% had a severe disability. A literature review on the barriers to health care services faced by individuals with disabilities revealed that the most common barriers were lack of insurance, limited coverages of services, and no primary source of care. So, it hurts. It hurts. Believe it or not. Like, no matter how you want to see this, this stuff hurts. We're sitting here and we're just trying to figure out how to make it. You know, we sit here trying to survive. No need for that, but it is. It's happening. So, well, you know, we'll just, you know, find the ways to, to make it through. Right? All right. Mental health workforce availability. The term mental health provider includes psychiatrists, psychologists, licensed clinical social workers, counselors, marriage and family therapists, and advanced practice nurses specializing in mental health care. A shortage in mental health providers has resulted in many individuals not accessing care and or relying on emergency services for psychiatric care. The National Council for Behavioral Health reported a dur during a recent three-year period, there was a 42% increase in the use of these emergency services. Integrating primary care and behavioral health services is key for early identification and intervention, but it's only part of the solution. Primary care providers cannot fill the void cre uh, created by lack of psychiatrists. More than 50% of psychiatrists are expected to reach retirement by 2025, and the number of physicians willing to enter psychiatric continues to decline. This is primarily due to inaccurate reimbursement by payers pushing psychiatrists into private practices that do not accept insurance. <sighs> wow. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of in a situation that... Um, that we're in trouble. We're just in trouble. And to try to figure out what what we can do. I mean, it was it was like this uh the first of the week when we talked about um 
youth mental health and children's mental health. You know, there were advice and solutions that came up with these different type of problems, but these type of problems wasn't really enforced. This wasn't really being looked after. None of that. And now we're like, okay, we're we're in the middle of these behavioral um, moods and situations. And it doesn't have to be reflected on students. It also reflect on adults, um, you know, in just in the general light of what we're trying to make the point of. This is why all this stuff is out. This is why all these stats are out. And these are the numbers that are, that's killing. It's hurting. And we're just, we're doomed. You know, we're doomed because of, of the lack of solutions. And this um, file really just shows that, you know, it's not lacking solutions, but it's showing stats on what needs to be better, what has gotten better, and it's a, and, a, and at least a solution to kind of, you know, get these numbers down. But it hasn't been very well followed through. Nobody's looking through it. But now, you know, that was like I said, these are back in 2019. So you know, things could be different now from 2022. Um, like I said, we'll get to that on uh, Sunday. Um, we'll look at those and we'll see what has improved and what hasn't. But when we're looking at all of this starting from 2015 all the way up until 2022, you know, we're trying to see what the differences are, what's being, you know, improving and what's have not been improving. And, you know, and, and you know, we all have to be honest. It just seems like mental health is just getting worse. 100% worse. Everything that we see out here, everything that you can look around and just see, it really gets that bad if um, if people are shooting other people because they have entered their driveway or they're playing in their uh, yard, um, getting killed in road rage, which is nothing new. But now it's getting to a point where people getting cut off or they're blowing a horn at them. They got a gun and they're killing them. These are the type of behavioral moods that are, you know, starting to trend upwards into popularity. And, you know, because a lot of people are not actually looking after themselves. That's why I kind of, um, I had stopped doing all of that. Now there has come a time where you can cause an accident and sometimes you have to force yourself to do it but I do it anyway in that sense only if but other than that I have tried to practice more patience I'm like look if I miss this light then damn it I just missed this light because this idiot not paying attention you know it was a lady uh when I was leaving work, this was back, I want to say, earlier this month. I was leaving work, and I was sitting at that light, and um, I was looking down. I don't remember what I was doing. I think my foot was itching me pretty bad, and I was trying to scratch it. And the light had turned green. And the lady in the truck behind me 
just blew at me. Now, we all know anybody can get angry off of that. Yeah, and I did. So I sat there and just waited. Just took my time. And she just kept blowing. And by the time I accelerated the turn, the light was turning yellow. But it's like, at this point, you're not going to rush me. I am... <laughs> I was actually scratching my foot because my foot, if, if that would have gotten worse, I could have caused something and that wouldn't have been good. So I was trying to actually relieve it just by scratching it and moving on. But, you know, a lot of people don't really see it that way. You know, it's that, hey, you need to pay attention to the light and pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah, of course. Of course it is. But the now they're risking, believe it or not, the chances of getting killed. They are, believe it or not. So back in 2021, of uh, November 24, PlantStreet.com put this article out on the top 10 reasons why mental health is so important. And I figured that this needs to be shared because um, mental health is uh, very important. So... Um, this is the article being read, of course, it's in the description, so help yourself. Mental health is essential for leading a happy life. It affects how we feel, think, and live our lives by encompassing our emotional, psychological, and sociological well-being. Prioritizing mental health is, of course, critical. According to the University of Oxford for 2017, this study estimates... That 792 million people lived with a mental health disorder. This is slightly more than 1 in 10 people globally, which is 10.7%. Similarly, a study by the National Alliance of Mental Health showed that 1 in 5 students, I'm sorry, 1 in 5 U.S. adults experience mental illness each year. 1 in 20 U.S. adults experience serious mental, Ill mental illness each year. One in six U.S. youth aged 6 to 17 experience mental health disorders each year. 50% uh, of all lifetime mental illness began by age 14, 75% by age 24. And suicide is the second leading cause of death among people aged 10 through 34. Let us understand in detail why mental health is important and what we can do to keep it intact. One. Mental health plays a crucial role in relationships. The link between mental health and relationships is one of the most compelling reasons for its importance. Mental, health, mental illness might have an impact on how we interact with our friends and family. Mental illness frequently results in passive aggressiveness, hostility, and the incapa incapacity to uh, participate in social activities. This may result in conflicts with our friends and family. Mental illness has the potential to compel us to overthrow our loved ones for no apparent reason. Self-care for mental health and, if necessary, medication can help us live a mentally stable existence while also maintaining our relationships. Two, mental health affects physical health. There's a link between our mental health and our physical health. Uh, mental illness can induce stress that have an effect on our immune systems. Uh, as a result, our body's ability to cope with illness may be jeopardized. A sick mind can lead to anxiety and si sadness, both of which can make it difficult to move about and stay active. The mind-body connection is well established, which is why mental health awareness is so crucial.
uh, mental health is related to emotional well-being. Uh, every day, that's number three. Every day you feel on the inside is just as important as just how physically healthy you are. Mental health advice administrates, demonstrates how a negative mind can make you feel down, irritated, or disturbed. Taking care of our emotional well-being can help us more, uh, be more productive and effective at work and our daily activities. To maintain track of our emotional and overall well-being, we can seek mental health advice from friends, family, and a psychologist. Four, mental health awareness can help curbing suicide rates. According to the study by the National Allegiance of Mental Health, 46% of those who commit suicide have recognized mental health condition. Another study conducted by the United States Department of Health and Human Services found that approximately 60% of those who committed suicide had a good condition conditions such as major depression, bipolar disorder, or dysthymia. Uh, this demonstrates the link between mental health and suicide, as well as, as well as how early medical intervention and self-care can help minimize the number of suicide deaths. It is critical to follow suggestions to maintain our mental health and to be aware of the mental health of those around us at times. Mental health is linked, number five actually, mental health is linked with crime and victimization. As per some studies, poor mental health puts one at an increased risk of committing violent crimes. It also leads to self-victimization and abuse. This risk is further substantiated if the individual consumes drugs and alcohol and is averse to taking medication. In most cases, crimes by mentally unfit persons are committed against family members of, or those within their close circles. Seeking tips for mental health from, from a medical professional and understanding why mental health is important can help avoiding such scenarios. 6. Mental health is connected to productivity and financial stability. One of the many reasons why it's crucial to look after your mental health is that it boosts your overall productivity and financial security. According to research published in the American Journal of Psychiatry, those with serious mental diseases earn 40% less than those in good mental health. According to the uh, World Health Organization, almost 200 million workdays are lost each year owing to depression alone. It is widely known that poor mental health causes a drop in productivity which has an impact on financial stability. It is critical that we do the appropriate things for mental health in order to secure strong work performance and financial security. Seven, mental health is linked to societal factors. As previously stated, poor mental health can lead to an increase in crime and violence. Children of adults with mental problems, on the other hand, are more likely to experience abuse, neglect, and behavioral issues. They are likely to grow up and to be complex human beings who struggle to find societal acceptance and support. It has also been noted that people who have or are having mental difficulties become socially isolated and find it difficult to maintain a healthy social life. In conclusion, mental health problems can have a significant societal impact. As a result, it's critical to learn how to maintain excellent mental health and seek medical advice on the subject. 8. Mental health affects the quality of life. From the above discussion, it is clear why it is important to take care of your mental health. 
An unhealthy mind can cause us to lose interest in the things we once enjoyed. It can lead to ups and downs and overwhelm us to a point where we cannot carry on with even the most basic task. Untreated mental health is often identified with a sense of hopelessness, sadness, and worthlessness, feelings of guilt, anxiety, fear, and perceived loss of control. It is important to recognize these systems and seek tips for mental health from a certified professional before it's too late. 9. Mental health awareness can help ending stigma. While many people suffer from mental illness, only a small percentage seek treatment because of stigma associated with it. This is why it is critical to raise mental health awareness. The stigma associated with mental health has an impact not only on the number of persons seeking therapy, but also on the resources available for effective treatment. For those suffering from underlying mental illness, these may be insurmountable difficulties. Individuals can be encouraged to identify their systems, practice self-care, and seek therapy or medical support if necessary by spreading the word about mental health tips. And 10. Mental health awareness enables community building. We can establish better uh, support facilities for those suffering from mental illness if we actively campaign for why mental health awareness is crucial. If it will have the potential to generate a more tolerant and kind global society and hence increase the chances of recovery in situations of mental illness. Learning about mental health and teaching others about it will help us bring about a much needed change and heal the planet, one person at a time. And so we, have start, we start paying attention to our mental health needs. We can create improvements for ourselves and for those around us, including improving our mood, reducing our anxiety, creating an enhanced sense of inner peace, thinking more clearly, improving our relationships, and increasing our self-esteem. The most common mental health conditions in, uh, include depression, anxiety, PTSD, psychotic disorders, and personality disorders. Other common mental health conditions include depression, panic disorder, disorder PTSD, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, which is OCD, and eating disorders. How should we care for our mental health? Getting professional help if we need it, connecting with others, staying positive, getting physically active, helping others, getting enough sleep, and developing coping skills. While a confirmed mental illness diagnosis might only be possible once a person experiences the full range of symptoms, early warning signs often indicate the need to seek help. Doing so may prevent a person from suffering a full-blown mental health crisis. Early warning signs include a switch in eating habits, a noticeable reduction in energy levels, being more isolated and shying away from others, feeling persistent despair, indulging in alcohol, tobacco, or other substances more than usual, experiencing unexplained confusion, anger, guilt, or worry, severe mood swings, picking fights with family and friends, hearing voices with no identifiable source, thinking of self-harm or causing harm to others, which lead to mass shootings, being unable to perform daily tasks with these. Ideally, one should pay attention to such signs and seek help immediately. Maintaining positive mental health establishes continued independence and well-being. You know, it's, it's that much harder because people don't want to actually, you know, admit that they need help or they need help that they're not doing anything about it. And in these in these symptoms can really get that much worse, just as much as the article says. So if you 
treat it small, you have a chance. But if you wait until it's massive and it's worse, then the chances of them getting better are pretty much slim to none. So that's why you always have to try to find the problem before it gets any worse than what it already is. So we need to bear that in mind. Oh, that's all I have. But before I get out of here, I just want to remind everyone that, um, of course, coming up next week will be our last full week of uh, mental health stuff. And then after that, the 28th, I'm sorry, the 29th, 30th, and 31st, it'll be my miscellaneous parts. I'll just talk about different things. So we're actually um, pretty much a little over halfway through the month of May. And, um, you know, and I still just want to take this time to appreciate everyone that has made it this far, still listen to me every day. I very well appreciate that. But um, we're coming, you know, closest to the end. And once May is done, um, I still may do maybe three more episodes in June. I still haven't decided that yet. It just depends on how I'm feeling at that point. But if not... Then May 31st will probably be the last episode that I do to end um, year two of this. And I didn't think in a million years that I would actually make it to year two and head on to year three. You know, but, you know, I'm blessed that it has, you know, that I've come to this point so far on um, bringing awareness to mental health, you know. So that's just that's just all I really wanted to say about that. But uh, join me next week. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and get on to the year 2020. We're gonna discuss that of Domino Health Stats of 2020 and other things that I may want to discuss. Uh, I have all that for you tomorrow. I'm on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Love University and Instagram Love University. And of course, you can email me. Breaking Middle H at gmail.com. You can rap, rap with me, share your feelings, whatever. I don't care. You can go ahead and do it. Just email me. But until then, stay true to yourself. And always remember, when it comes to listening, you are one step closer to bringing awareness. Let's go.